episode 214 of the Witty and Gritty podcast, we are in our kid classic summer series. I'm Farron. And I'm Brooke. Hello. Oh, I smiled the whole time saying that. So I am very proud of you. <laughs> Your endurance <laughs> to smile has grown tremendously. Uh, there's a whole episode on smiling. We'll link it. I know it's important, okay? <laughs> she says without a smile. <laughs> Oh, man. So we are in our Kid Classic Summer Series. These are stories you may have grown up with or that you're reading now to your kids or that you hear little side notes about or it gets referenced a lot in pop culture, kind of like, oh, that's my Goliath. You're like, wait, what? So here's this. But we're not talking about Goliath today. We are talking about Ruth and Boaz. If you don't know those people, you're about to. Yeah, welcome. Yes. We've, done, we've done some digging for you. Yes. So to give some context on what we've already talked about and what has already gone on in the Bible, we've talked about creation, Adam and Eve, Noah, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, and now we're to Ruth. Lots of things have happened. We're now in the days when the judges ruled Israel. We'll link a video of the Bible project with the book of Judges. That way you can understand more context that we don't have time to explain now. So we are in the book of Ruth. There's a huge famine. There's a guy named Elimelech. I feel like I'm going to say the names wrong. No, you're doing great. He takes his family to Moab, which is a place. So Elimelech, Naomi, their husband and wife, and they have two sons, Milan and Kilian, which, you know, I'm going to say it Texan, so everybody leave me alone. (laughs) Anyway, Elimelech dies sad, and the sons, they get married to Moabites because that's where they live now. And then the sons die. What the heck? So Naomi's like, dagnabbit. It's me and my two daughter-in-laws, and they're going to go back to Bethlehem. Hey, look at that, Bethlehem. And because there's food there. Mm. So we're going to head back, and the mom is encouraging both the daughter-in-laws, just go back to where you came from. I love you, but you are so young. You, you can start a family. You can start fresh. Go do those things. So Orpo was like, bye, and she left. And then this is when Ruth drops the famous line from... Chapter 1, verse 16, where she's like, where you go, I'll go, and where you stay, I'll stay, and your God is my God, all that jazz. So Naomi's like, cool, man, let's go. So Naomi and Ruth are going, and then they get to Bethlehem, and there's a field, and Naomi's like, you want to get some food? Cool. So Ruth is picking some wheat, and then, which also makes me think of Rahab, the miniseries. Hey, go back and listen to that one. And then Boaz, who owns the field, is like, who's that girl? And so they're like, oh, she's from here, and this is who she is, and this is... So he's like, I know these people! All this to say, we're in our verse. We're about to get to our verse. Awesome. Thank you for the Brooke notes. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll say more after, but we don't want to ruin what happens just yet. So we're going to read chapter 1, verses 11 through 12. Okay. Do you want to go first? Is it chapter 1? I I meant it's chapter 2. Okay. Thank you, Farron. Let's not change it up. <laughs> I know you okay. just spoke for five minutes straight, <sighs> so but sorry. I believe in you. You got this. Thank you for the encouragement, Perrin. Ruth, chapter 2, verses 11 and 12 in the NLT says, Yes, I know, Boaz replied, but I also know about everything you've done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. I've heard how you left your father and mother and your own land to live here among complete strangers. May the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge, reward you fully in what you've done. All right, and the ESV. But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mother in your native land 
and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. So this is Boaz talking to Ruth, getting to know her, and he's like, I know you, you've done all these great things, so selfless, and you're following God, he's going to reward you. The reward is Ruth and Boaz end up getting married. Guess what? Who? Guess who's Boaz's mom? Who? Brooke? It's who? Rahab. Rahab. So Rahab's the one from Jericho, the one that helped out the Israelites, and she was the lone survivor, her and her family. Rahab gets married. They have Boaz. Boaz and Ruth get married. They have Obed. Obed has Jesse. Jesse has King David, David and Goliath guy, slash David and Bathsheba guy. And later on, Jesus. Yeah. Look at that. Jesus comes from the bloodline of King David. Wonderful. So, cool little nod there for... and. Ruth gets a gets to play a huge role in that. So look at how God is rewarding that. And Ruth didn't even know that was going to happen. Nope. So, but now she does, obviously. But <laughs> cool. Anyway, <laughs> so this scripture that we've pulled really talks about reputation a whole lot. Yes, I think that's important for people you lead and when you raise your own children to talk about reputation yeah so we just read now we're on pray read pray pray so i think it's important to reflect on your own reputation Uh, so that's something that you're going to want to pray for but also as a leader specifically as a parent i pray for the reputation of my kids i want them making good choices and um being set apart is that phrase that comes yes. to mind. That as children of God, we're supposed to be set apart in the choices that we make, in the way we live our lives, um, and set apart in a positive way, not in a negative way. Yeah. And because that's a reflection of God's character. Now, if we do a bad job, then we are not reflecting God's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we are doing a great job, we are. I heard somebody say this once, too. They said, okay, so if I play Beethoven on the piano and I do a terrible job, does that mean that Beethoven is a terrible composer? No. That just means I did a terrible job. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times um, Christians are criticized because they're sinners, too, to which most Christians would respond, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I mess up. <laughs> yes. And so our lives, while we would like to have the way we live point back to God, we do mess up sometimes. But when we do, it is because of sin. It doesn't mean that God has messed up. It's not a reflection of God's character. So Yes. So we're praying for our reputations, the reputations of others, uh, other Christians in general, too. You can be specific or general with that that awareness there. And praying for integrity, Ruth had such integrity, and Boaz, if you read this story, he's a man of integrity, too, and he, he follows the rules and does it right, and he gets to marry Ruth properly in all the ways that doesn't break the law, so that's a lovely thing, too. Read, pray, talk. Yes, we are on talk. What should we talk about with the people in our lives? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> My notes, and I said like a few episodes ago. <laughs> I'm so Because I think it's for me. It's watch your mouth and your actions, because the truth is going to come out no matter what. So be a person of integrity. Again, this is self-talk, not me, preacher Brooke, but self-talk of I need to always make sure that I'm not burning bridges or I'm, I'm parting, departing. If it's a relationship, I need to 
no longer be a part of. Or if it's a job change, you don't want to leave on a bad note. You still want to make sure you didn't burn any bridges along the way, which I know I did that as a, a younger adult in my, earlier in my career, which was dumb. But God redeems things, and it's going to be all right. So that humility piece there, too. So watch your mouth and your actions. And so Farron helped me watch my mouth and my actions because <laughs> I usually get me in trouble. That and. leads into my talking point. <laughs> is uh, asking for feedback from fellow believers. This one is not easy to do. I don't like feedback. Mm. In fact, I think that's why I don't like positive because if I don't ask for positive, that means I also don't want the negative. Like, just (laughs) neither, please. I asked for none. Please do not give me your opinion. Yes, because sometimes (laughs) you get the backhanded ones and you're like, Uh wait a second. How did I get here? Hmm. So I put here to ask for feedback, but then in parentheses I said... (laughs) Start with what I'm doing well. A little compliment sandwich. And give me one thing. Just one. Just one. <laughs> Try to, I know there's a lot to choose from, but give me one area mm-hmm. that I can work on improving. Yes. <laughs> but don't offer that if they didn't ask for that. It's a little bit different than that snatching from the fire. Go back and listen <laughs> to that episode. Um, but definitely your reputation. I think a lot of times we perceive what we think our reputation is. Mm-hmm. And my hope for everybody is that if it's a positive one, that that is in fact in alignment with how other people look at your reputation. Yes. And that's all back to me too. I hope not that I think I'm God's gift to earth and perfect and all this thing. For stuff. me you are. I just hope I have a decent reputation. Yeah. It's one of those things also, like, if you reflect on your younger self and you're like, man, I made some mistakes. Mm -hmm. And part of me wants to just make a PSA to the whole world. Like, if you knew me 15 years ago, that is not the me now. Same. Please get to know me now. (laughs) I am not the same. I have matured. I have grown. I am more like God every day working in that direction. So sorry for everybody. For all the things. I think that's important too because maybe you want to talk to somebody and you realize that up until this point you don't have a great reputation and you want to start working on that. Just know that that takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, but then too, if you're on the judgmental side of a reputation, I love that you brought up that hopefully people are growing and changing. And if you're not sure, I mean, look at yourself. Have you changed? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> what kind of conversations are you having with people around you how are y'all building each other up if you're building each other up how is how is if someone had to see the tone or a snapshot of a conversation you typically have how is that going yeah Woo! read pray talk tell i think it's so important for young people to understand that their reputation precedes many introductions Yes. And that's something I didn't really know or believe until I was older. Mm -hmm. When I started formulating opinions before I had ever met someone because I had heard of their reputation. Yeah, good or bad. And Mm -hmm. and that's how Rahab knew that, oh, God's going to win this one. Let me get on that side. That's how Ruth knew she wanted to stay with Naomi. I know this is who God is, so I know I need to... Stick with the people who know him best. Yeah. When you go to apply for a job or work for a company, you want to know what their reputation is before you join and get on board. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> I think in the moment, especially with, I'm going to say teenagers, but I see it in many age groups. Right. 
I do think that there's a bit of that power struggle and I'm not going to be who people tell me to be. And so that rebellious kind of deal. And I not to be manipulative, but I do think that you want this power and control or you want to be perceived a certain way. And so in rebellion, you're doing the opposite of what you do want. Um, manners with my kids, I really try to convey the why. Yeah. I want to convey the why behind something so that way they're not necessarily just doing it out of habit or going through the motions. I want them to mean it. And I try to tell them, like, model good manners with the wait staff. Model good manners when I go to the customer service counter. I mean, when you are polite, it's typically returned in your favor. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I just think it's a key piece that future leaders need to develop in themselves, but also Mm -hmm. try to uh, sow those seeds into the people they they lead. I like that you give them the why, because that helps with that integrity piece too, because it's making it tied to something bigger than themselves and the driving force that is God. If we can tie our whys back, like we want to have good manners, just be, not just because it's nice, but because that's how Jesus would be talking to a customer service person, or that's how Jesus would be holding the door open for these people. That's what you do because you are trying to be more like God every day. I know I said this at CG the other day, but I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but there's this phrase, I, I don't know who it came from, so sorry, but it says, we don't treat others the way they treat us. We treat others the way Jesus treats us. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to drop that a hundred million times. And maybe someday at my funeral they'll say, you know, good old Farron, she always (laughs) said. But I think that when you, your actions lead to your reputation, right? So it's not, you can do one good thing and start seeing the reward uh, or the benefit. It's something that's got to be consistent and heartfelt, not going through the motions. Yeah, that's good. Wow. There's, I like this different take on Ruth and Boaz. It's not necessarily like one of your top five go-to kid classics, but this certainly ties into reputation, which kids start learning at a very young age. (laughs) Oh, that, that should matter because you're picking what teacher you want next year or what friends you want in the classroom or who we are not going to hang out with this summer. That all kind of ties in together. So they're picking up on it, whether you've said the word reputation or not they know what it is yeah and when you go back and read the story you'll see that boaz had a positive reputation as well he sure did so true love (laughs) (laughs) anyway come back next week for another episode of our kid classic summer on the witty and gritty podcast hey brooke hey farron do you know that sometimes we meet our our listeners in public yes it's true it's very fun Uh, But we've heard occasionally that sometimes the episode sounds a little bit glitchy. What can our listeners do if the episode seems to glitch a little bit? Okay, so fun fact about technology. When you download a thing, it stays on your phone. If you stream a thing, it can get glitchy. Remember buffering? Mm. (laughs) Like Netflix would buffer. Come on, Netflix. (laughs) Or if you're streaming a show and there's a storm, it's going to be an issue. But if you have the DVD... It's not going to be an issue. So if you download the episodes, it will not be glitchy because you can have no internet or be on a plane or be on a boat. 
I will not have it in a boat. I will not have it in a boat or whatever. Okay, Sam. <laughs> so to do that, just subscribe to the podcast. Just go wherever you usually get your shows and then hit the subscribe button for Witty and Gritty Podcast. And while you're there, leave a review. I know when I look for other podcasts to listen to, that is definitely something I check out. So if you wouldn't mind helping us grow, that is a free way to support us and help us on our mission to get God's word into everybody's ears. Hooray! All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.